0: We are back,
1: we are back, we are back.
0: Me and Jerry have been spending the last half an hour talking deeply (sighs) about about
1: things that we will never record.
0: Politics, about culture, farming, farming, police, all kinds of things. And you're not going to hear about any of it.
1: Marketing.
0: Guess what? Yeah.
1: And guess what? That's not this podcast. We don't talk about any of that. So therefore, we didn't record it.
0: If you want us to talk about that, I guess you need to let us know. But I don't think anybody does. And even if you want us to, I don't know if it's in your best interest Inter- psychologically. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think you want to hear us talk about this. First of all. Because I am so communist that <laughs> you will get uh, like really angry.
0: You might run for office someday and regret I mean, that you just said that.
1: The red hammer. I'm not going to run for office. No, why not? I can't. You could no, I cannot as a as a federal employee.
0: Yeah, but you can retire. Well, yeah, if I retire, y- yes, but I won't retire. I mean, until... as a government worker, you retire at what forty years old?
1: <laughs> no, I can retire at fifty-seven years old in six months. That's insane
0: to me. I don't understand this whole retirement thing. It blows my mind. And See, I will be able I didn't to come do that. From a family where anybody worked an outside job, no, you're a
1: sleazy farmer, your and whole I've life. never
0: had an outside job really. To Speak of so this whole like notion that of people like retiring at like 50, 55 years old. Um, and I know yours is older than that, but there are a lot of people that can retire at like 55. Yeah, yeah. it's mind blowing to me. That seems so young. 55 seems like a child still. Yeah, but most it's so, like you're m- just getting off of a bicycle, absolutely, a, a tricycle almost every single retired.
1: person that does that gets another job. Yeah, I know. and has another career, but they're like or, a leader
0: at Walmart.
1: Well, I know, but like your daily life of waking up and like doing whatever you need to do is what they then do for in retirement.
0: I just think it's crazy because, I mean, most you people...
1: You live I, a life of retirement is mo- what I'm saying.
0: Most people <laughs> obviously retire at like 65, you know, your average Joe. you pretty much got to get into government or unions to get those early retirement times. So the
1: government is not that way. Well, you teachers, need to get into, teachers can
0: retire young.
1: You need to get into Caterpillar in the 90s or... Uh, yeah. Like teachers can retire yeah, that's the young. government. Um, that's a state, the government, the state, it's not federal. There's a difference, but there's
0: a, it's the government. Yes,
1: it is. But you have to make, you have to make like the, what am I trying to say? Like the difference, like the yeah. difference there has to be said because state government and federal government are very different things when it comes to working payments, retirement, like all of that is very different.
0: Um, Teachers is always like, that seems awesome because well, they retire. To, wasn't
1: there like a big uproar about they, teacher retirements?
0: They retire with like their full salary from like an average of their last five years teaching, I believe, or some some portion of that. And then, which, so it's big because that's your yeah. end of your career. Yeah. And then you re- retire with that like in perpetuity, but it also increases by 3% cost of living every year and you're not taxed on it. What? Yes. Well, <laughs> oh I mean, it,
1: my God,
0: I'm not, I'm not bemoaning any teachers here. I'm no, just that's saying, great. like, that's why the state's broke. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: I can understand that. Yes, I mean, that's incredible for them.
0: Yeah, but it's incredible for. But
1: isn't it different now? Like, it's not that way now, right? No, isn't it's there a still big... that
0: way. I'm pretty sure. Really, they might so. have reformed it a little bit, but it, generally, it's that process. It especially, rocks if you are when a teacher are you... in a school district that pays. Big money, which lots of school districts don't pay big money, especially no, like downstate, you, central Illinois. If you
1: live next to a power plant, a nuclear power plant, <laughs> yeah, which we happen to have like nine of them around. But here. I, you
0: know, teachers, it's not a job I would want to do. I can't. God love them. What's crazy to me is the administrators. They they had a thing like um
1: administrators get a. a Donkey load of money. There was a thing. Which I, is a
0: lot because donkeys can hold a lot of weight. Yeah. There was a thing I was Neither. reading that was talking about like the top um 50 pensions for school administrators, like that are on the books right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Like principals S- that are like 70 res- years old that have been retired for like 20 years that are still pulling down like 500 grand a year.
1: What the it's hell? Crazy. How is that possible?
0: <laughs> uh because oh man, school disks they're like school boards.
1: Yeah. It's corrupt.
0: A lot, a lot of people that run for it's, local it's not, government. It's
1: not what you know, it's who you know.
0: Might not be the best. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people that don't know government like, at all, like politicians oh, at I all. Oh, I know.
1: It's all corrupt.
0: They're, they're awful.
1: It's all corrupt.
0: Chris. So we've bled into like what we don't want to talk about. No,
1: we're just talking about schools. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're just talking about
1: schools, man.
0: Yeah, it's a hot topic, so we should probably avoid it. You think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, let's get back to retirement. Let's talk about um, real
0: hot topics. The store where you can buy all kinds of interesting clothing with slogans on them with like punk bands. What
1: store? Hot Topic. Oh, the, the store Hot Topic. I get it now. Good joke.
0: When I was a young it's not, and Hot Topic it's not a was bad like store. punk stuff, but now it's like nerd stuff. It's weird. It made a it weird is? yeah, it made a weird change. I thought it
1: was like heavy metal stuff. It
0: was when we were kids, it was like Punk metal, like hardcore bands. Yeah, and now it's like nerd stuff.
1: You know what? Speaking of like blending nerd and metal, I'm wearing a shirt that was given to me. Oh yeah, by a uh, a one um, Johnson Farms Johnson Trucking. Oh, is a a Patreon. He is actually a sponsor sponsor. of
0: the podcast, and we haven't done an ad for him in a while. No, but uh, if you need something trucked, you need it
1: hauled. Heavy loads. Or if you want to be a truck driver, he is looking for an active truck driver right now that yeah. he can hire
0: starting wage to haul fifty dollars an hour.
1: You're gonna get sixty five dollars an hour, a hundred percent insurance paid for you. Zero deductible. Zero deductible. He'll pay all of that. You your kids will be paid for college yep. and their grade schools, along with daycare. And
0: you get that teacher pension jobber.
1: He yep. that you're in the teacher pension <laughs> along with Caterpillar's pension in the nineties. Yeah, um, and he will uh, be a, a godparent.
0: We and weekly uh, pedicures, but the kind with the fish that eat the dead skin off your feet. That's part of the job. What is that? They're in the truck. Oh, they got these pedicures where you put your you submerge your feet in water, and they have all these little fish in there, and they eat all the dead skin off your feet. Really? Yeah,
1: you've had your. Your nipples eaten off by fish. I have (laughs) not like off,
0: but they're gone. They don't exist anymore. Really? Bluegills.
1: Yeah. Watch out for the
0: fish. Biting, biting sunfish. MFers.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, so he gave me the shirt. Sean did. Um, and it is a blend of Metallica, my favorite band of all time forever. I don't care what you think or what anybody else thinks. I think that's a terrible choice, but go ahead. Um, and Star Wars because Yoda, so So Metallica has this record called Master of Puppets, uh, back from the eighties, eighty eight, I believe, or eighty six. And uh, it was this guy. It was just hands over top of a graveyard that looked like a marionette, right? Like they were moving strings, a puppet master, if you will, pulling
0: all the strings.
1: Yeah, and Yoda is that puppet master above the graveyard. Pull on the strings and it is a perfect blend of what I love on a t-shirt yeah and I appreciate it I think it's phenomenal it's a long way to go what's a long way to go <laughs> that description oh of that yeah, shirt. yeah 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 no.
0: yeah that's what it is Um, you watch the YouTube and you can see it in summary Johnson trucking they'll haul your house <laughs> yeah
1: they'll haul your home
0: um, and now <laughs> And now what? (laughs) I I blanked. blank tell what we were talking about. I know.
1: There was something I wanted to get into, too. What was that?
0: Oh, well, we could do a little quick segment, because last week, I know, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we were talking about our t-shirt manufacturer, another sponsor of the podcast. Paul. Third degree design and apparel in Morris, Illinois. Paul Waters is the guy. Oh, Paulie W. If you need his contact info, hit us up, and we will shoot you over his way. If you need t-shirts made, koozies. He can do screen printing. He can do embroidery. He can do everything. Literally, he'll embroider your home. He'll embroider your face. <laughs> he'll embroider you a tent that you can live in. I kind of want a tent in, embroidered in Chaz. In Chaz. <laughs> nope, not going there. Um. Anyway. He was talking about how he has themed posters. Remember, I was telling you in his theater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do a little segment called Paul's Posters. Paul's Posters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He texted me today to give me the update on his new posters. Remember, I was telling you he was working on a comic book theme one. He and sent he, and me, he changes the theme, right? Yeah, like every yes. month or he is He sent it, me a picture of his original Swamp Thing poster and I will show it to you after.
1: He did? You um, know, you could like set that up to where you throw it up on a video. Yeah,
0: I should have, <laughs> but I didn't do that. Um, all right. So that one he's doing um, with the Batman. He's got Batman and Batman Returns. And he was trying to come up with uh, some other comic book movies. I know he's got some Superman ones. Anyway, that's not what he's doing next. Okay. The one that he's doing right now is Jaws theme. So he's Ooh, got... Jaws. Uh, He's got some Jaws boom, movies, boom. and then he had asked me. Boom, he said, boom, boom. I need. Boom, boom. <laughs> he said, boom, boom, I need some more posters to round out my Jaws theme. And the options he gave me were Back to the Future
2: mm-hmm. because it's
0: 80s. Even though the original. <laughs> even though the original Jaws was in the 70s, I think. Yeah. Or Jurassic Park.
1: Uh, I love Back to the Future so much. And Amy's never seen it and it just Fury to me that she won't yeah. watch it,
0: but you gotta have a theme.
1: But I really like Jurassic Park. I told oh, him to wow. go with
0: Jurassic Park because the theme then is blockbuster monster movies. Yeah, like not monsters, but you. Know but I
1: yeah, mean. I get it. I I agree. I mean, Jurassic Park's the way to go.
0: Yeah, it really oh, is. Next month, his theme is western. So that's what he's doing.
1: Western Jurassic Park. I mean, no, no. Back to the Future. There was a western.
0: Ooh, that's true. That could be part of his western theme. Yeah. He he didn't ask me. I don't know who he's got for westerns. I just told John him. John Wayne, uh, Clint
1: what? Eastwood.
0: I just told other that people that. <laughs> Sorry, one yeah. of my favorite westerns is True Grit. Love it.
1: Have you ever seen Rooster
0: Cogburn? Yes. So, but uh, that's uh, also
1: that that like that's also part of True Grit. Like that came first.
0: Oh, okay. Um, actually, my I prefer the Coen Brothers True Grit. Mm. to the original mm-hmm. sorry but just do a, that's
1: that's a thing that's fine i love it no i love it as well i i agree with you that is that's like a very good movie um that has came out recently i just really love john wayne my dad always watched john wayne growing up like it's his favorite of like all the time searchers and i was forced to watch it and i fell in love with all of those movies, wasn't the he Cowboys, in, uh, the, the Sands Shootist, of Iwo Jima, the Sands of Iwo Jima, I like that movie, The Longest Day, um, uh, let's see, Jeez. Chisholm, Shane, I don't know about Shane, I don't Shane. know, Shane, oh, Shane, yeah, that's
0: like one of his favorite, famous yeah, movies. yeah, Shane,
1: and then, but the Cowboys, man, the Cowboys got me, he, I think he was Rooster Cogburn in that one.
0: I'm not, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I, I haven't seen a lot of. John Wayne movies. Oh, I've seen so many. I've seen Shane. I've seen um, the Sands of Iwo Jima, and I've seen the Searchers.
1: So I wasn't big into his like military movies. I was always a Western guy. Yeah, and uh, I've Mc- seen a lot McClintock. of McClintock. McClintock is like a funny-ish movie that he was in. Um, that's one of my favorites. And but the cowboys he leads, all of these kids, like all these kids come to his farm and they have to do a cattle drive and he literally has a bunch of children with him to do this massive cattle drive into Texas. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, there's one kid, the only kid that wears glasses, ends up dying, spoilers, and it's a big deal. And like, he's super rough on the outside, hates these kids in the beginning, is really tough on them, but then obviously by the end it's more of a father figure where he's, he like starts to love these kids as his sons. It's just awesome. I yeah. love it.
0: Well, um, I I have not seen a lot of John Wayne movies. I've seen a lot of Clint Eastwood movies. If we're talking about westerns, yeah. My fav- I You know what? If I got to pick a favorite western, I got to go with City Slickers.
1: <laughs> I, the guy that's in City Slick, Slickers, what is that old dude?
0: Oh man, I don't remember. Uh, City Slickers cast. <laughs> well, I know he always what you're does that. Yeah. He always does that thing. Jack like, Palance.
1: Yeah, he's like. <laughs>
0: If I was a man. <laughs> like, that, that really couldn't, shouldn't count as a Western. but No,
1: it, it shouldn't. <laughs> but I, City Slickers and City Slickers 2, I used to watch all the time. Rented that from the Bazan Market often.
0: I like that uh, movie. I was just
1: about uh, to say all the time, but I felt like I was going to get called out by Seed and Top.
0: Uh, the Quick and the Dead. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, good, the Bad, and the Ugly. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly.
1: Outlaw Josie Wales.
0: What is the one with Sam Elliott? I love that movie. Uh, they actually... What?
1: Which one? I mean, he has been oh, in a, quite a few. Am
0: I thinking of The Quick and the Dead? It must be. Yeah, The Quick and the Dead. That's the one I'm thinking of with Sam Elliott. Love that one.
1: Yeah. Outlaw Josie Wales is my favorite and uh, did, Clint Eastwood Didn't movie. they
0: make another Quick and the Dead unrelated with Leonardo DiCaprio? They did. They did? Not related. Same name, but it had Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, it's and not, not the Hackman same in movie, it. though. No.
1: Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't know that.
0: Um. Yeah, it's a Sam Raimi movie, and it's also a great movie. Really? Yeah. Is that on par with? Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, and Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Is that on par with The Man in the Iron Mask?
0: Uh, It's way better than that. Oh, good. This one has story contributions by Joss Whedon. Oh, I have a news article about him. All right, well, let's move on to that. That was just uh, Paul's posters.
1: Paul's posters. So was he doing Jurassic Park then? Jurassic
0: Park and Jaws, I told you. Oh,
1: okay. I didn't know if that was like solidified that I he solidified. was
0: actually going to do that. I believe so. I will. I will get pictures for the. So it's website. Jurassic
1: Park and Jaws for this month.
0: Yes, oh. for this month, for the month of July. So it he does it every month.
1: He does change it every month.
0: Yes, he does. That's wild. It's amazing.
1: So he's constantly buying posters. Yes, like all the time. Yes. Is he married? Yes. Boy, he's got a good wife.
0: He does. She's really cool. I never actually never met her. So, <laughs>
1: well, I mean. I, I agree she's very cool because it's hard to have a hobby where you get to buy things that often. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Most people are
0: I probably spend more on comics than he spends on posters, I bet. you think so? Yeah. I've You have a problem. I don't get any more. I'm done. I quit them.
1: Yeah, because you never read them, you don't pay attention to them.
0: I You've lost them, your life. Jerry, collect. Do you even know what you got last month? I didn't get any last month. I quit them.
1: So you don't spend more in comics than he does in post. Probably not anymore. <laughs>
0: but I spent a lot like at the um, Comic-Cons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't argue that. That's the truth. All right, so on to my uh, news stories here that I have. Um, talking about Joss Whedon. So there was a little movie called... The Just- Avengers. Justice League. Uh yeah. We're on the other side of the <laughs> the page here. So Ray Fisher was an actor in the oh, Justice. Yeah, League. Cyborg. Cyborg, you're right. I know him well. Apparently. Um not that I described who he was or who he played before the show started, but yeah, Ray Fisher played Cyborg. He apparently came out so originally he was on board with the Snyder Cut deal. And he was all about it because he liked Zack Snyder and he liked uh, that cut of the movie because he has a way bigger part. So, great. Like, I would assume you would be a fan of that cut because you do have a much bigger part. He came out, though, and uh, made a statement about Joss Whedon when he came on set that is pretty unfavorable. Yeah, and he says that onset treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive and unprofessional and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg who I'd have to look up I think that's DC's president. Um but that's a pretty harsh statement about Yeah, what Josh does that Whedon. mean? Um, He he said that the treatment of the cast and crew was terrible. Like, Josh Whedon came in and started like, fucking laying the law down, like man. Like, Deviant? Or, like, like Me he just says stuff? Gr- it, it didn't elaborate any more than that. Because like, like, that's the only quote that he put
0: out is that... What is his qualification of I the name? And a lot of people have harsh bosses.
1: Correct. But when you say gross and abusive,
0: that seems... Abusive and gross and unprofessional. Yeah. All right. Completely unacceptable. So, former Warner Brothers co president John Berg tells Variety that it is categorically untrue that we enabled any unprofessional behavior. I remember Fisher being upset that we wanted him to say booyah, which is a well known saying of Cy- cyborg in the animated series. Oh, okay. Um, so, this guy, I don't know the facts here. No. But we're he, just reading it. And I'm not like siding with one person or the other. It's Also possible that Ray Fisher is a douche. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's
1: very (laughs) possible that this man is uh, a complete tool.
0: But it's also possible that Josh Whedon is a complete tool. Could be. I don't know. Who's right?
1: He's been pretty successful in one of them made Firefly. Yes.
0: (laughs) And the Avengers and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, the other one is a guy I've never heard of.
1: Harvey Weinstein made a lot of really good movies too.
0: That's a good point, though.
1: That's yeah. Make, you're making and a good point there he is but nobody's accusing him human. of
0: weird like sexual behavior no but when
1: you say the words gross and abusive it sounds bad like real bad to where you're gonna side with the whole like maybe a me too situation maybe like sexual harassment or just harassment in general you don't know I don't know if that's the case I'm just speculating but um, it sounded bad He's the only one that's came forward and said anything like this. Nobody on the Marvel side of things has ever said a bad word about Joss Whedon. Um, I mean, from Firefly has said anything bad about Joss Whedon. Nobody from Buffy has said anything bad about Joss Whedon. So I don't know. It could be true that he was just in a bad place when they put him on that movie. You know, maybe a bad day. Maybe his wife yelled at him a lot and he came in and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take it out on these motherfuckers. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I'd like to hear more about that or not because it doesn't I matter. I don't really care, I guess. But <laughs> yeah.
1: It doesn't matter.
0: I don't know. It seems odd. It seems like an odd thing to say. It's not like he came out and said he did anything like specific.
1: Right. It's just like this man touched my butt. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> weird. I don't know.
1: That could be gross
0: and abusive. Um, Yeah. Um, Well, it doesn't matter because we're getting a new Justice League Snyder Cut in 2021 on HBO Max.
1: HBO Max. That's a thing. Which... Hey, did you notice that I've got this sweet goatee?
0: I did now. (laughs) Just now. Yeah.
1: So sweet. So I've had this like really gross beard for a while that it's not really a beard because my face doesn't fill in with facial hair whatsoever because I'm a small child. And... Um, but I've noticed recently now that my hair's falling out. My facial hair is growing quicker
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a little bit thicker. So uh, yesterday, so I told Keith. Keith is a co-coach
0: of uh, our baseball team and ultimate loser of Snarf Madness.
1: All ultimate loser, worst ever participant in Snarf Madness history. Actually, he's been. Significantly, significantly worse than any other participant we've ever had. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's got this really gross mustache. Just terrible. Looks disgusting.
0: I don't think it's that bad.
1: Oh, it's phys- It makes me physically ill really? every time I see him.
0: I kind of like it. I think mm. it looks good.
1: Well, I see it on him, and I told him that I would... I was like, you know what? You got some gross facial hair. I'll grow some gross facial hair. So I gr- kept growing and like my facial hair out, and then finally I trimmed my face and I just left this goatee, and Amy told me to burn it off. <laughs> She's like, burn that off. I think it face. looks
0: fine, but um a goatee in 2020 is not a good look.
1: Oh, it's, com-
0: it's, it's not coming back. I told... It's getting like a I Karen treatment. You know how like the oh, Karen yeah. thing for like certain white women? Yeah. The goatee is getting that treatment. So what
1: should it be changed to then? You I mean, the only thing...
0: Grow a beard. I can't grow a beard. It's A so mustache patchy. is better than the goatee. You
1: think so? Yeah. Oh, I don't look good in a mustache.
0: Mustaches are coming back. What's it look like? Good. They're coming back in style. Mm. I don't know. You don't want to do just the chin. That's Oh, matter. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I did that once. I did do that once where it was just the chin. Just do the full beard or mustache alone. But I don't think this looks terrible.
0: For what I was expecting it to look like. I don't think it looks bad at all. Your, you dad, didn't even your notice dad has it. a goatee,
1: yep. right? He, he has for a long time, since yeah. I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah, there you go. Like 20 years. So for like 20 years, he's had a goatee forever. But are you getting walk up to a guy that's had a goatee for 20 years and say, that's out of style? Um, no. No. Especially I, when he's 63 years old.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's out of style. I'm saying it's getting stigmatized.
1: Stigmatized as what?
0: Um, I don't know. I just see like memes of.
1: So you're basing like, this off of nothing?
0: Yeah, it's like funny if, memes on Facebook. They're like it has the the sunglasses like on the hat.
1: Yeah, I don't do the that.
0: Hat and the goatee, and it says like, uh, "I'm not wearing a mask." Starter pack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I get it. I get that. I did wear a mask today. I every wear masks st- all the time. Yeah. Every store I went in, I wear a mask. I see so many people
0: not wearing them. That's fine. I like wearing but a mask. It doesn't bother me. Gives me anonymity. <laughs> Honestly. When I'm out on the streets, people want autographs and they need all, you know, right. they need attention for Right. Me because of the show. And we get
1: attacked so much yeah. where
0: they're like, ah, Jerry. The papar- yeah. Christ. It's the paparazzi. And
1: yeah. It's much better with a mask on because I don't feel like I have to interact with anyone. Is it
0: odd to you that in this day and age, we're still using the word a paparazzi? A
1: paparazzi. Like there's no other name. No, I don't feel like that's weird. That's the name of them. It's like, would you change the name of a fork?
0: Why are we using an Italian word? Is it an Italian word?
1: I would assume it sounds Italian. Hey, get on your old thinking machine there and uh, look it up.
0: You know, it's it's just weird.
1: paparazzi. Yeah, why don't why? Well, what we else come would you come up with call another them? word? Like voyeur picture taker.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> I would call them. <laughs> I A think voyeuristic picture taker. Yeah. I
1: think that's what they are, though, right?
0: Um, I guess I public picture taker, tabloid journalist. Oh, well, that sounds better. Hmm. That's what
1: most of them are, but they're freelance. All them paparazzi CCs are freelance people. Oh, so it was actually. They never work for anyone. They're always like, hey, I got these weird pictures. It's actually named by them.
0: off of a person. A news photographer named Paparazzo, which was a character in the 1960 f- film La Dolce Vida, directed Vita. by Flini, I know that movie. Um, is, is what spawned the word paparazzi. So it's based off a character's name from a 1960 film.
1: Hmm. Huh. That's interesting.
0: Uh, Fellini took the name from an Italian dialect word that describes a particularly annoying noise, that of a buzzing mosquito.
1: Paparazzi.
0: So paparazzo Paparazzo. suggests to me a buzzing insect, hovering, darting, stinging. Those versions of the word's origin are sometimes contested. Hmm.
1: I've never ever thought of the word paparazzo or paparazzi.
0: A paparazzi.
1: When, when a mosquito is around.
0: A margarita.
1: <laughs> that is two different ends of the world, buddy. <laughs> a
0: fadacini. <fattuccine. laughs> no, margarita pizza? That's from Italy, right?
1: Yeah, it's spelled differently.
0: That's the way I was pronouncing it. Oh,
1: okay. Ma, ma-
0: Margarita. Margarita. Anyway. There's um, an H in there. Speaking of Justice League and HBO Max, um, real quickly, did you happen to as a DC subscriber? Okay. Are you still? Uh, of course. Did you happen to get an email this week? I didn't pay attention. It is offering HBO Max for four ninety nine a month. Through the DC app? Just in tandem. Oh, all right. For the remainder of my D C subscription, which is a year. Yeah. So I'll get four ninety nine a month. HBO Max for On a top year. of
1: the su- subscription cost for DC,
0: which I already paid, yeah. Oh, you paid it for the year? Yeah, I just paid. I it. would have assumed I have yeah, to. It was I like don't... 60 bucks for the year, I think. Yeah, I would have done that. So, well. I'm like, Psh, "Sweet." So, obviously nope. they're offering a bundle package now, and I'm going to take which advantage of that. <laughs>
1: they should. Yeah, cuz the we only need to thing annoying HBO is Max I can't shows. get
0: HBO Max on my freaking Fire Stick. But
1: if it's coming with DC, No, no, no. No. It's still, You can't get it, the app.
0: No. Well, mm. you they don't have the app. It's, like, not available it's to not download. not available in the App Store.
1: There's something wrong with, with that. It's, What's the deal it, it with will Amazon? Be,
0: it will be, eventually. Because Amazon has HBO on their... HBO Now, yeah. Uh, we talked about this. Um, I know. Amazon it
1: doesn't freaking make any
0: sense. Because they will not allow... HBO is not going to allow people to subscribe through Amazon Prime Channels, which is how I subscribed. I canceled. Yeah, that's what I did. Like 50% of their subscribers are through Amazon Prime Channels.
1: And they're not going to allow
0: that? Not yet. Well, they have to make a deal. They will will eventually.
1: How uppity and stupid. Like it's all about making an extra buck, even though you're going to make a bajillion dollars. Like you're going to make so much money. And
0: you know they're still getting... I mean, it's the same amount of money, whether you do it through Amazon or not through Amazon. So I'm assuming most of that money goes through to HBO.
1: Absolutely. Like they have to probably pay Amazon a
0: fee to have. They probably get like a.
1: But they're doing that anyways with their HBO Now app. They were doing that anyways.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it has more to do with like a licensing deal or I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So if you have DC, you should probably take advantage of that offer. And if you're already paying for both, you should somehow figure out how to yeah, take, advantage you should of that offer. take advantage of it for sure. Um, all right, do you have any news? Cause um, I got a couple like interesting articles we can talk about. After yeah, now.
1: I've got I so I talked about the Joss Whedon thing that was some news. This really isn't news, it's more of a kind of a, a, an open question
2: mm-hmm.
1: about a very popular game right now with people. Do tell it, it's called Animal Crossing.
0: People love that game.
1: What is this? Like there, So there are people, or there are animals that live in your town that, that are crossing. Create.
0: They're crossing. They
1: cross over into
0: your tracks. Town. Yes, back and forth. You got to make sure they don't get hit by trains. So there that's are. What it's about.
1: There are specific. Um, I don't want to say people, but there are specific animals that are named things that live in your town, and and some of these people are more valuable. Than others is what I'm finding out.
0: Uh, uh, I, I think or, we're learning I in our society say, that that's not a good. I approach should rare.
1: To take. I should say rarer. Like it's rare to have this specific animal named Max. Let's say or like Jill. Like it's rare to have a Jill in your town, um, and that's that's all it is like I, I is that all it is i don't know do you know anything about this?
0: um no i all i know about animal crossing is i believe at I one I thought it
1: time, was a, a small child game
0: i believe at one time like back in the day day i i did play it briefly on nintendo gamecube it was my my nephew had it yes just screwing around um but yeah it's like a sims at, at the time i don't know what it is now though a lot of people have told me they really enjoy it a lot of people that are into gaming. It's,
1: it's blown up really big. And So when I, when I first got my job with the Corps of Engineers, um, I worked with a man named Kevin. And Kevin was a 46-year-old that lived with his mother. And he played Animal Crossing all the time. I believe it was on a GameCube. It was on like an older platform because this would
0: have been... The original came out for 10 N64 years ago. in 2001.
1: It was probably 10 years ago at least that this guy was talking about playing and Animal Crossing, and the only reason he played it is because his oldest son, Maverick, uh, played it. That's and great, then
0: great name for a person. Yeah,
1: and so then he saw Maverick playing it, and then he decided, I'm going to play this. So he started playing it. He had, like, a game guide for Animal Crossing. Like, the you could buy those guides at, mm. Ga- you know, GameStop and whatnot. He had one of those. He was obsessed with it. it and sounds that to was me the like- first time I had ever heard of it.
0: Sounds to me like it's kind of similar to your obsession with farming simulator.
1: You know what? I can't argue that.
0: In Animal Crossing, the player assumes the role of a human character who moves in a rural village populated by anthropomorphic animals and lives there indefinitely. Gameplay is open-ended. Players have no defined objectives, but instead are encouraged to spend their time in the village performing any number of activities, which include collecting items, planting plants and other items, and socializing with village residents. Animal Crossing games are played. This is what people are crazy about. Animal pro- pro- Crossing games are played in real time. Using the video game console's internal clock and calendar, thus passage of time in the game world reflects that in reality as well as in the current season and time of day. Some in-game events and holidays or the growth of a tree occur at certain times or require some duration of time to have passed. So it's like, it's like, a, it's it's like, like a, a virtual world you're living in and, yeah. and doing kinds of things. Yeah. Huh. Uh, high level of so customization like which affects the outcome of the game. Um Do
1: you think this is uh, I mean, I guess yes, absolutely it is, because that's what all games are, but like a form of escapism.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's like a an MMOR massive multiplayer online, like, kind of like a World of Warcraft type situation. Yeah. Something where people can well, live it's not
1: multiplayer se- though. Oh yeah, I believe it is. Oh, you can have it that way, but you can also have it I, I don't think it is. Strictly that. Well, I think you can have it like only yourself with computer-generated collecting anthropomorph- items is a major facet of the game. Animals, um, anthropomorphic
0: village gathering objects. Uh, nearly all objects can be sold for bells, the in-game currency. Yep. players collect objects to obtain Heard more bells, them. which can then be used to buy furniture and clothing, purchase home expansions, invest in stocks, and play games. Um,
1: I, but there's also very rare characters that don't always pop up and when you have so are you selling people that live in your town i I think you are i think that's a thing like if you have a certain character that lives in your town you can sell that character and make money off it okay i think that's what i was like how it was explained to me
0: well i don't know but people are really into it you know people it's kind of like this sounds like kind of like the sims remember the sims yeah the little Yep. Thinking over their head. That makes sense. Once you say that, it makes sense. People like to build virtual worlds and live in them.
1: I know. It's weird, isn't it? But that's, I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, it just... When you say it, when you say the thing, like, people like to build virtual worlds and live in them. Yeah. Like, that sounds strange to me. But then once you're in that and you do it, it's really not that strange.
0: And it's all relative, right? Is it? Yeah. What is real? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. What is the reality, yeah. Jerry? Maybe Who Animal Crossing is the real world. Maybe we're the simulation. Maybe. Deep. Maybe it's all... Deep talk with Chris.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, that was the only thing I wanted no, to No, I had this argument. We I, had I this argument before
0: about World of Warcraft. People get in that, they live in that, and yeah. everybody says, like, that's awful. But, get... but if that's where they're socializing, but, and that's where they're living their life in a social aspect...
1: And they feel full. And they feel full of life. They feel like they're living their fullest life. Then then it is
0: real, though. If they're doing that in that world, they're using this currency. They're engaging with friends. They're going on quests. That's real.
1: Okay, yeah, but socially that, that can be considered real. But as a society, you're not doing anything there, right? So you're not like advancing
0: anything in your society. You're not. Well, you are in the society in the game in The game, but I'm talking about real life. But that is real, it's that point. If you're living your life in that game, that makes it real. No,
1: because you do you still have a real life outside
0: of that game, do you?
1: Absolutely, you have to, otherwise, you're dead. Those
0: people may think that the outside of that game, no, 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 is just to support their life inside the game,
1: correct? So you have to do something to support that, right? So you have to be something, you have to do something,
0: but that argument makes no sense because. It doesn't make any
1: sense to say that that the game itself is, okay, no, the game itself can be their
0: life, but
1: they have to support that life somehow.
0: So how is that different than saying your life with your family is your life, but you have to go to work to support that life? So is being at work your life or is... You're, raising your family, your life, and no, work your is just life, something you do to do that. Your
1: life is encompassed by all of that.
0: Well, there you go. Then you're, you have just made the argument. I
1: know, but you can't do nothing on the other side of that life.
0: But you're saying that nothing is living, is being in this game world. But if your no, whole life, saying if, like if all get, your time is spent in the game world, all of your socializing is done in the game world, and you're building something in the game world, isn't that part of your life?
1: But your life is... Is segmented, right? Like everybody has a social life. They have a work life. They have a family life. According to your narrow definitions, yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) usually how it works. Um, Most people have that. Like you have a social life, right? That you spend with certain people. Yeah. Correct? Mm -hmm. You have a work life that you spend with certain people, right? Right. Like we don't work together. Right. Most of the time. This isn't work. This is play. Um, this is more social. What's the point socialized? of this? What's, what's I'm the point? saying like it, all of this is segmented out. So that is their social life in, in that game. Like that game is their social life. If that's how they socialize with people, they don't do it in their normal day and work age. And in so, the game? okay, well, that, their character works, but they're not physically working or making anything out of their life or money or supporting themselves.
0: But you can make money in the game by, by questing and then selling items in the real world for real money.
1: For real money you can do that?
0: Absolutely. There what? are people that work in those games and support themselves doing that. I didn't know Selling that. things, buying, like building things. They get real money. Yes, like absolutely. real
1: um like US dollars. Yes. Or or Euros. Yes. Or marks. Mm-hmm. Francs. Yeah. If
0: you will. Yeah. yeah, They do? Yeah. People make money I in those games. That.
1: I didn't know that. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then yes, I
0: So it I is. Think a that real, could be
1: a real life It's then, real uh, life. Yeah. For those people. I didn't know that. I I didn't know that was a thing. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that, that it would, would be. Okay. If you didn't make any money off of that and you didn't...
0: Is your perception change? Does your perception change if, if the game that you're inhabiting, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. goes from being on a 2D screen to 3D virtual reality goggles? So you're actually more in You You have to change no. a little bit of your opinion of it based on those things.
1: No. You I ha- don't. I, I don't think it... It should change my opinion on whether it's, like, real.
0: Here's my point. If we get to a point, which we will with virtual reality, yeah, where, say, instead of going physically to Comic-Con, we can put on glasses and go attend Comic-Con virtually. Mm. Are you not really experiencing that?
1: No, you are. You are really experiencing it, but you're not really experiencing it in the full capacity of, like, like are you going to be able to interact with everyone there? Yeah.
0: Yes, say you can interact with everybody there. Okay, then yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. If really, you can have the interaction, you're a, you're a bodyist. You believe you have to be in your physical body
1: <laughs> to No, I was asking if you could have a physical interaction but with Jerry, people. What is
0: human consciousness? I don't know. It doesn't have to inhabit just a body.
1: I was asking the simple question (laughs) of whether or not you could have a simple conversation with an exhibitor, let's say. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can have the conversation with an exhibitor like we do, or, you know, how we like throw stickers at people. Are you going to be able to do that?
0: Yeah. You can. There'll be. (laughs) How? There'll be a little robot rolling around that's like your proxy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> your proxy, so you have to set up. Uh, no, you'll your rent stickers. Them. You'll rent them, but you have to set it up beforehand. They'll with,
0: print automatically from the robot. This is
1: ridiculous. No, I don't think it'd be real, like real enough, if you can't have that interaction with people. If if it's a simulation to where. They've got it advanced enough to where you can have like a one-on-one with a person or have that direct contact of saying like man I really like your stuff. Oh man, awesome. Do you write too? Yeah, we write too. If you can have that dialogue there, I think yes. It would it would be r- real. I think it would be the let, same here, experience. Let me go this
0: here. Then. Say they stop having physical comic cons all together. It's only virtual. So everybody's an avatar inside. Ugh.
1: Gosh, you're throwing out some
0: hard ones. Then it's still re- it's real, yeah, though. it's
1: real. I right. agree. And, it and is and real, If but but can you... Let's follow so the logic, you,
0: though. I mean, because really, honestly, if you're a religious person, right... So you, then
1: are, are you buying... Are, you can still buy stuff, it yeah, just be, be, shipped be shipped to, to you. you. Okay.
0: If you're a religious person, you believe in the soul, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the soul does not need to be attached to the body yeah. to live and experience reality. Correct? Correct. All right. So vis-a-vis that logic, you don't need to be attached to your physical body to be encompassing reality.: That's true. so if you're, I would agree if with you, you, you with live in Animal Crossing, you are in reality.
1: I'm thinking of our lives as a um, like like a person that provides like gives something back to society, right?
0: But what if you give? Say you're the best person like if, in the world of everybody Warcraft lived for making leather armor, and everybody wants your leather armor. In that game? Yes. But you're giving something to society then. It's just your society definition of society is different.
1: But their actual life, Chris. Like,
0: those are actual people behind those avatars.
1: They are. But and they
0: value the service you're providing them.
1: So then when you close that computer or you stop playing that and you just lay in bed, what are you? What are you when you lay in bed? I am Jerry Snyder, a very successful podcaster. Well, I uh, am a Balthazar. Uh, I am medieval demon. <laughs> a lock, lock master. I literally am a, a master. You can't. I use am. That. But that, that's my title. It won't be any
0: for long. It is. They just changed the name of the masters, the PGA Masters. They did? Yeah. I didn't know that. They're going to be changing the name.
1: Well, I am at this point. I'm still a lockmaster. I might, my, I, I, take that back.
0: Mastercraft is going to be changing their name. Really? They're getting rid of everything with the word master in it. Mastercard really? done.
1: All right. Well, my actual title on paper is lock and dam repairer leader.
0: Oh God!
1: Isn't that terrible? you <laughs> <Isn't laughs> not that terrible? a master of anything. Isn't that terrible? All right. So I'm master, not a master of puppets
0: guy. is the next to go.
1: Nope, that's staying forever.
0: It will not stay.
1: It's staying forever. They're demanding You can't change Metallica. The Mandalorian, Chris.
0: Um, by the way, real quickly to just wrap up, put a little bow on that, it's all irrelevant because we are already living in a simulation.
1: It's all a simulation.
0: It has to be. Why?
1: Statistics. It's math. How does that make it a simulation?
0: (sighs) Well, I'm gonna tell you, Jim. Okay,
1: please do. I'm waiting. And And pins and all of the
0: infinite future ahead of us are is there, listen, okay, I'm going to put it this way. I'm listening. Is listening. there a possibility, No. however slight, that we could be existing in simulation? I don't know. Is there? I'm, I'm asking you. I mean, the probability, even if it's 9999999 A
1: simulation of what?
0: Of like, I, I don't even life? know. Like, you have to. Okay, so the from idea. From who? It could be us in the future. is it? Is it? Okay let, let's let's back up and talk about simulation all right first yeah. off why would you run simulations well we run simulations all the time it's True. It, it's True. it's foreseeable that a future race of human beings could potentially run simulations to make decisions if they had the power to do those simulations quickly, if they had to make a decision about X and they wanted to see the results, they could set up a simulation mm-hmm. of human beings to go through this entire process and blah, 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 that vis-a-vis they get the result. So if there's any percentage chance that we're, we could possibly be living in a simulation, however slight, which you have to admit there has to be there some chance. There has to be
1: a chance. That there, it it means, can't be zero.
0: Then it means we are. No, it doesn't. Because if there's a chance that we are... That means at some point in the future, given that we live in an infinite universe, whether it's humans or something else, we live in an infinite universe, correct? Mm -hmm. So if there's any chance that it's possible to even live in a simulation, then the chances are that we're already living in it. Because at some point in the future, if there's a chance that people could be living in a simulation... That means at some point in the future in some infinite part or some infinite there part of this universe, living in then simulation. simulations have been already been started. And whether we believe that we're at the beginning of the simulation or maybe, maybe you think that, hey. I don't,
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't understand we're, like, that We're logic. at the
0: one point in time before simulations start. Say, 100 years from now, we're going to gain the capability to um, create simulations that are so real that you wouldn't know that you were living in it. Yeah. Say, i say a thousand years from now, say 10,000 years from now. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the chances that we're not already in that simulation become very slight then. I don't know.
1: How? How does that become very slight? I mean, it would be.
0: Because of infinite
1: possibilities. So right, it'd be 99% that it couldn't be. No, you don't, you don't understand. I don't if, understand. If,
0: if we live in an infinite universe. Yeah. Essentially. It's infinite. All right. Then, what are the odds? It, and simulations can exist. The odds are like. No, listen, let me follow. Point let me finish. One, let me finish. Okay, right, let me finish. If we live in an infinite universe, universe an infinite an universe so vast that everything I mean, can and will be done, there will be an identical version of us sitting here talking the same conversation, but we're both ducks.
1: Okay. That's how infinite I, the universe is. I get is. it. Yeah.
0: So, the probability of that, there is a slight probability of that happening. All right. So, if but the, it, uh, is there? Like, we don't even know if there's other life. You got to grasp what infinite means. I know, but that's all speculation. But let's put that aside. If there is a chance that there will ever be at any time in the infinite history, in any time, a situation where you, uh, some organi- organism could create a simulation, mm-hmm. all right, then the chance that we're at the one point in time before simulations have been... Is not 100%. It's almost zero, though. That's what I'm saying.
1: It's almost zero we, percent.
0: If if that possibility exists, all right, anytime in the future... It's that, almost
1: zero that we would be at that point in time. No, no, you're, yeah. you got
0: it backwards. If that possibly exists down the road, then they would create simulations for all types of things, for everything... There would be simulations happening. So what you're positing is that right here, right now, this is the only time that those simulations haven't been invented yet or that those simulations haven't been run yet. What are the odds that we just happen to be in the one time, once, where there wasn't simulations? So now you can see how okay. you can flip those statistics because... If you're saying there's a .0001% chance that simulations will exist at some point, let's give that. All right, then what are the chances, given the fact that simulations exist, that we're in the one time... But
1: percentages are there for a reason. So if it's like .0001... No, no, but there are percentages about
0: different things. I'm talking about the percentage uh, that that simulations will exist.
1: Okay, they do exist. Okay, I mean, say they know, do exist. We know we simulate things all the time on here on Earth,
0: right? I'm talking about a simulation that could be so real that, pe- that the beings within it could be in it and not know they're in it, all right? Yes. So, okay, given yes. the fact that we're agreeing that there is a good chance, there is a chance, any chance, no matter how slight, I just, that that will exist at some point... In the infinite universe, what, is the, what are the odds that we just happen to be the one time... I feel like that it's very You slim. feel that way.
1: I just think it's very slim. I don't understand how because the statistics Because anybody living point. in a
0: simulation would feel that way. They would feel that it was So slim. are you outside of the simulation? No, then? nobody is. But you're saying that it's guaranteed. I'm saying that if that is a possibility or that's going to happen...
1: There's, o- there's
0: only one track t- to the point where simulations start existing. What, quote unquote, what you call reality. There's only one path of that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And then it branches. At some point, we gain the capability of creating simulations. And then we start creating billions of simulations. So now the chance that we're in that one real track becomes one out of a billion.
1: Okay, I see, I see what you mean. <laughs> you know what okay, I mean? <laughs> yeah, now I see what you mean. So the chances of being in the real life are less than being in the, the simulation.
0: simulation. Oh, okay. By probability. Because you got to understand, the whole thing with a simulation is, even creating a simulation mm-hmm. is like creating billions of simulations. Because in a simulation, it creates everything more, yeah, that it happens changes. creates another simulation. Yes. Because every decision that you make, whether I leave that door or that door, in the simulation, creates a second simulation.
1: Right, which is our life.
0: Correct. Yeah, That's why I'm saying there's only one path to the simulation.
1: Yeah, because but I could choose. But once those simulations happen. Like tonight, I could choose to walk out that door instead of that door, but I could have the process in my head to, to choose those two, but it's different whatever door I walk out of. correct, And that's the only path I'm on. So, therefore, that one doesn't exist.
0: Well, it does exist in an alternate dimension, but that's a separate...
1: <laughs> okay. It does if I had walked through it. In an I alternate didn't.
0: reality, I should say.
1: Yes. Fourth Forthrake.
0: Yes. But you understand my point now, though. If we get to a point where simulations can exist, the chances of us not already being in one become slim. I get it.
1: Yeah, I get that. Okay. Mandalorian. <laughs> 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 Uh, so the Mandalorian TV show, obviously, they have a second season coming. Um, they have decided to make that specific time frame into a comic book. Oh, nice! Did you know that? No. Yep. They just
0: decided it. Who's writing it?
1: They haven't said. Oh. <laughs> they just said this is going to be a comic book, and they're going to write it.
0: So Taron Killam.
1: You think so? Yeah, probably. He did Darth Vader.
0: Uh, I don't know. He's done a bunch of Star Wars stuff. I don't know if he did Darth Vader. I thought he did. He might have. I I don't remember. I thought he did.
1: Anyway. Yeah, that that was my little bit of news there. (laughs) (laughs) Just drowned it out by simulations. Simulations. And that would never have happened if we weren't on this specific track.
0: Courtesy of Elon Musk. He told me that.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Did he? Um, Did he talk about that? Yeah, on Joe Rogan. Oh. He explains it way better than me. So just go back and listen to him. <laughs> Do <laughs> yourself a favor. All right. What else you got for news? That was it. All right. Well, I, I covered I, mine. I have a couple big what you're watching, some movies that I watched that I really want to talk about. Okay. But before we get to that, I don't have any news myself. I did find a couple articles we could talk about yes. if you'd want to. huh. The best 18 movies coming to Netflix in July that, are worth, that are worth your time.
1: 18 of them.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, this is not our list. No,
1: not ours. We but didn't cre- these are, curate these. These are
0: new movies coming to Netflix in July that they're saying.
1: Are they exciting?
0: Are the best. I haven't looked at any of them yet. Mm, ooh. Do, 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 you never know.
1: I know. I don't know.
0: Ali, Ali. I should say.
1: Oh, I was going to say Ali, like O-L-L-I-E. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't sound <laughs> Ollie, too exciting.
0: Will Smith, Ali. Oh, yeah. That's I coming.
1: Heard that was a good movie.
0: Uh, it yeah. is really good. It's really Sting
1: good. like a butterfly and float like, float a, like
0: a bee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, here is one that is coming that I will watch Airplane.
1: Oh, like the old school yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Liam Neeson. Yes. Liam Neeson is not in airplane. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that guy's name? Uh, Leslie Nielsen? Leslie, Les- Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie is that Nielsen. Right? Is that his name?
1: Yeah, it is. Gray haired um,
0: guy that was funny. I love Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Classic.
1: I thought Airplane 2 was the one that says, Surely you can't be serious. Uh, no, I am serious.
0: That's the don't first one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, all right. What's your clearance, clearance? What's your clearance, clearance? Clarence. Clarence? Clarence yeah. What's your vector, Victor? <laughs> Classic. Uh, the Devil's Advocate.
1: You know, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh.
0: It's a great movie. Who's in that? Uh, Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. He is? Yeah.
1: For some and, reason, I was thinking Dustin Hoffman. And
0: Charlize Is that a 90s movie? Um, you know, yeah. Na- it's got right? Late 90s, maybe early yeah. 2000s. Um, Donnie Brasco, another Al Pacino uh, movie. I know
1: I saw that movie, and I don't remember it.
0: Uh, Johnny Depp. It's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, the Karate Kid?
1: Like, like the original?
0: The original. Yep. Good. Ralph Macchio. Although I really was a fan of the Jaden Smith one.
1: I am too. It's uh, a good one.
0: Grady likes Karate Kid. Uh, Paranormal Activity. League. leg. Never seen it. No. Um, I did see it. It's not that good. Schindler's List. I heard that was good. Never Steven saw it. Steven Spielberg. Liam Neeson. Right that
1: Spielberg guy. Turns out he knows how to
0: produce a movie. I've never seen that movie either. Direct. He's it a director. Seems depressing.
1: Schindler's List?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sleepless in Seattle? Ooh, Meg Ryan. Tom Hanks. I've seen it. Here's a good one for you Spaceballs. One of my favorites. One of my favorite Mel Brooks movies, for sure.
1: That is incredible. Sean Johnson, a Patreon
0: subscriber, and Johnson Farms. What is your favorite Mel Brooks movie? Hmm. That's a hard one.
1: I, I think I would say Spaceballs. It would be Spaceballs. I like History of the World and History of the World Part 2. That's a very good one. I mean, Blazing Saddles, so that one's up there. Yeah. I might have to give it to Blazing Saddles, but Spaceballs. I think Spaceballs takes it and, and Blazing Saddles is uh, number two. I
0: mean, Blazing Saddles is definitely better than Spaceballs. You think so? Oh, yeah. Blazing Saddles is awesome. I
1: mean, it's... I don't know. That's...
0: Um, I'm a huge fan of Young Frankenstein. That's a very good movie. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't... I think. really like Spaceballs, though. You want to hear um, his directed... The films he directed? All of them?
1: Mel Brooks? Yeah. yeah.
0: The Producers? Don't know it. Oh, you've never seen The Producers? Nope. This is like the original, but then they remade it like several years ago um it was a broadway show anyway um that's got kind of a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes that's uh, pretty good blazing to st- 12 chairs never heard of it blazing saddles 90% on Rotten Tomatoes franken's young frankenstein yep. 93% uh Oof. silent movie 81% high anxiety 75% history of the world part 1 uh those are uh, 62%. so good 62% have you seen those uh yes of course oh, spaceball's 57% on Rotten Tomatoes
1: one of my favorite parts is when Moses is standing there. And he's like, I present to you these 15. And then he that's drops crazy. one tablet and it breaks. He's like, these 10, 10 commandments. I think it's so funny.
0: Um, <laughs> Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Ooh, That's like a good that one. one. 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Dra- it? Drac- 48%?
1: Yeah,
0: Dracula, Dead and Loving It, uh, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. His highest grossing movie was Blazing Saddles, by far. Young really? Frankenstein was number two.
1: Why did people forget about Spaceballs?
0: Um, you know, I don't Calming know. Coming the Desert, sir. It's a good one, but...
1: Dark Helmet?
0: That was... Um, okay, wait, that's his roles. Yeah. Anyway, that's it, I guess. He's in every one of his movies, isn't he? He's in a lot of them. I know that. Uh, it's hard to beat Blazing Saddles. That
1: dude is like 95 years old and still kicking
0: it. I didn't get a harumph out of you. Harumph. <laughs> um where were we talking about? oh 18 movies that's right the town Ben Affleck that's a good movie.
1: that's a good movie
0: yeah uh Total Recall the original
1: uh, the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger head
0: I'll watch that again yeah uh the Lorax come on nobody cares about that. the old guard it's coming like based on the comic that's coming out this like coming up uh, yeah, Oof, Charlize Theron explain. kicks butt, major butt, in the action movie based on the graphic novel.
1: I tell you what, I have high hopes for this because the comic book is phenom. The Notebook? You know, I just talked about this because of
0: Rachel McAdams. Yeah, well, we might talk about her later. Yep, I think we will. Uh, I've never seen The Notebook, though. The Last Dance? You have
1: never seen The Notebook? No, I don't think It's so not no. bad.
0: The Last Dance is coming. I want to see that. I didn't catch it on ESPN originally. I didn't either.
1: That's coming out to Netflix? Yeah. Good
0: um i'm skipping some by the way that's it that's all those um so yeah there's hmm.
1: that i forgot to put that in my the whole
0: that's all right i
1: forgot to put that in my uh what i'm watching
0: uh which one
1: um uh, you know the one i'll tell you
0: you know what i want to see is i believe on disney plus um they're releasing hamilton
1: yes they made it into a movie with the original cast
0: yeah, but it's just the. It's like a rated R. It's like videoed of them on stage, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I want to see that. I did see Hamilton in you, Chicago. I know you did. Not with the original cast.
1: No, the Chicago cast. But of it was
0: very good. Very stressful. Very really? Str- yeah. You because you have to pay what hardcore attention to hear the words because they're the rapping, rapping. Yeah. and it's like three hours long. So you're like on the edge of your seat the entire time, just trying to hear what's going on. Really? Yeah.
1: Huh. I um, can never understand rap. I can't. Like, physically understand it. I, I, not that I don't understand
0: the... I can't understand why anybody likes it.
1: No, I'm not saying that. I can't understand a lot of the words in rap because it's usually so fast and my mind works slow. I'm a slow person. And it's hard for me to, to like, take in all of those words so
0: quickly. I, I mean,
1: appreciate...
0: The art. I enjoy rap, but I haven't really liked anything since Grandmaster Flash. I've said that time or time, or time. Yeah, okay.
1: Wu-Tang.
0: My brother's doing bang with my mother's TV. Says she wanted too much. She said it's not healthy. <laughs> yep, we've done that before. <laughs> um, That's like the background music. Okay. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. All right, you're t- that's Not all I got. I was going to read another one of the top 20 movies or top 10 movies of 2020 so far and I've never heard of any of them, literally any of them.
1: <laughs> top 20 movies of 2020 so far. There haven't been any movies coming out because COVID has ruined our lives.
0: Yeah, I was, Especially
1: for a podcast like this.
0: I was in Chicago the other day. I had to be Why? up there for the whole day. I had to go to the hospital, oh, at the hospital right. all day. And I was pretty excited cuz Around the corner is like a huge AMC River East. It's like a big movie theater. And it's open. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm. Just, but
1: you're in Chicago. Isn't that like a different phase than the rest of the world?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I'm like, I'm going to be here for 10 hours. I'm just going to go sit at the movie theater all yeah. day. Yeah. Closed. Not open. Yeah.
1: See, they're, they're in a different phase than the rest of the world. Yeah. But I thought Grundy County was in like that phase of things. Uh, I do Chicago.
0: I think people in Granny County are just doing whatever they want. Revolted. I know some people that went out to eat into the bar this weekend and mm-hmm. there was zero. Like, there was no tables blocked off.
1: But it's outside. Completely. Then, right?
0: Nope. Inside, packed. Everything was solid, packed. Like, really, nothing happened. I didn't know that. That's what I have heard. I have not experienced it myself. I have not eaten inside any restaurants yet.
1: Me either. I well, I did when I went to Missouri.
0: Missouri likes company. Yeah,
1: there was company there. Yeah. A
0: lot of it. So that's, that's all I got,
1: Jerry. What do you got? Are we moving on? Yeah, we're moving on. Now we got to go into what we're watching because <laughs> okay. that's all we have.
0: Um, okay. There is three things that I've watched. Me too. Okay. The first thing I'm going to talk about is I started season two of Doom Patrol. I didn't even realize it was out. Yeah, we talked about it. It started in June. Uh, about three episodes have dropped so far. I
1: honestly don't remember anything. We've talked about that being out already. Um,
0: we talked, yeah, we talked about it. As soon as we record these
1: episodes, right. I literally forget everything we've talked about. It's a weird thing. I don't, I don't know why this happens to me. Like in a in normal day life, I have conversations with people and I will remember that at a, at a different point in my simulation. Yeah. Um, I remember the conversations I've had on previous days. After we record these episodes, because we cover so much ground, I don't have any recollection of what we've talked about. And I, I feel like we're in a different... <laughs> time zone like a different world yeah. when we're doing this right here podcast world because as soon as we leave it's basically erased from my memory and i don't know why <laughs> and it's something that i don't want i don't want that to happen like this is the whole like the one thing that i absolutely look forward to every <laughs> single week right is yeah. doing this kind of thing and then we have people like e fry that comment on things on facebook messenger and say like Ah, the the sandwiches. What are you talking about? I don't remember talking about sandwiches. Eggs, like what was there egg on it? I don't know. There's I don't egg. know what you're talking
0: There's about. There's egg on your face now.
1: Apparently there is. I, I do of- you, do you remember the do you remember what we talk about? You do a lot better than I do.
0: Um most of the time, yeah. Um I mean, not I guess not, no. I I, I listen back to the podcast a lot, especially if I have to cut them up.
1: I haven't as much. I mean, I listen back to what I have to to post the episode and put out a description of what we talk about. But it's like very sporadic. And then I will. I used to listen back to the episodes fully all Mm. the time. I've gotten away from that. I don't know why. I've honestly gotten away from listening to a lot of podcasts because my drive to work is so much shorter.
0: Oh, boy. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And.
1: I don't know. It's so weird. I've been it's listening. so weird to have people comment back on what we're doing.
0: Oh, by the way, and speaking I, of listeners commenting, Nolan sent us a book. Did you get it? I got it today. I haven't looked at it. Okay. Um, I saw it on the counter. I need you to I photocopy at, all of it. I looked at the title. I can't remember what it is. i I'll bring it next week, and we can talk about it. It's very thick. Is it? <laughs> yes. It's a dense read. <laughs> it's a very big book. Um But I appreciate that, and we will check that one out as soon as we can get a chance to. Um, No, I I don't remember. Yeah, lots of times people will say stuff that we talked about, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. zero. Almost
1: every time. I mean, it, it is almost every time.
0: So we did talk about Doom... We didn't talk about it recently, but I, you had mentioned that Doom Control was going to be back in the air like June 20th or something.
1: Yeah, and I guess I didn't realize that time has elapsed that
0: far. So I did start watching it. I watched uh, the first episode is all I've gotten to right now. And yeah, I mean... Uh, it's like on par with first season? Uh, started a little slow, I thought, but interesting so I, I'm looking this forward doesn't, to it. That
1: doesn't sound very good to me. No, I mean. Like the way you're coming across. Listen, is here's the deal. Boring. I watched
0: it on my iPad and I was kind of distracted at the yeah.
1: time. Okay.
0: So I didn't really give it a fair shake. There, there's something right at the beginning of the first episode that's very interesting that happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They introduce a new character and then mm. um, there is a, it's set up. Interesting. I, I didn't even I don't think I finished the first episode. I got distracted and, and got knocked out of it. So I will be checking that out a little more as we go along here.
1: I think that's that's all you've watched is the the very first
0: yeah. Oh all right. So but I, three I haven't episodes watched are it, out right now. Three, I believe, yeah. Are they probably four we, are they I weekly? I know. Weekly, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm excited for that. And uh, absolutely I believe it's also available on HBO Max now. You don't have to have a DC subscription.
1: Wouldn't know. Can't get it.
0: (laughs) Um, So that's the first thing I I watched. Um, You? So I started watching. We
1: talked about it a little bit before the show, and I talked about it at your house. I started watching just a, it's nothing big, but it was, it's called Into the Unknown Making of Frozen 2. Yeah. I love watching behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Anything behind the scenes,
0: I'm in for. Yeah, because I finished uh, the galleries one, the Star Wars one. Uh, yes. that's an awesome one it's so if you good. haven't watched star or is it called star wars gallery yes it's so good
1: it is so good anything behind the scenes i'm in for um we obviously have been pretty big fans of frozen 2 uh you took a little bit longer than most to understand that this was a far superior movie than the first.
0: Yeah, I still don't love it, though. I want to be clear on that. You don't? Like, I like the music, but it's not one that I would probably rewatch a bunch.
1: Oh, my gosh. You're such an idiot. No, it's a good movie. I'm not you're saying so it's not. but so dumb, Chris. <laughs> it is far superior And my than kids don't watch it. Really? Not really. Mine only want to watch Frozen 2. Yeah. You no know course. why? Because I've just pounded it into them. It is better. The story is better. It gives you so much more i not saying of it. what it, it is about, like yeah. it, you I, get
0: I, I, I'll, I'm seeding that point. Yes, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, and I, I like it. So therefore, when, the, when I found out they had a behind- the scenes like making of this show, I wanted to watch it, and they what really draws me in is the music. Yeah. So they show a lot of the creation of these songs. Um, and in the very first episode they do into the unknown and what really caught me was when, so they record all of the vocals and they do all of that stuff. That's great. But when they get the orchestra, the live orchestra in the studio and the producer of, uh, frozen Two like the creative director for Disney or the creative director for animation for Disney, was in charge of Frozen 2 and then she got the promotion to be the creative director for all animation. So she was overseeing a lot of things, but she was dedicated to Frozen 2 at the time and she's sitting in the booth. Oh, a lot of people are and uh Adina Menzel was in there as well. And they are sitting there and she's like uh Menzel's like lip-syncing the words as they're playing it, but then you watch the orchestra play the music and seeing them like listen to this live music and when like the big beats hit, it's just like blowing them away. And they're just like oh, like blown away by all of these beats of music. And I just think it's really, really interesting. Like that interests yeah. me big time. We went and saw um what was it? The Chicago Symphony.
0: Yeah. hmm Yo Yo Ma.
1: That was one of the best things. Yeah. Yo Yo mama. Um, that was one of the best things I've ever uh, seen in my life. If you
0: haven't had a chance to see a live symphony orchestra, you need to do that. I'm telling you. Chicago like, Symphony Orchestra is, is fantastic.
1: Incredible. Yeah. It's You feel the music. Like you Absolutely. feel
0: the music. The
1: way the whole room is, like the acoustics of the room I mean, and the we way were they at set a, it
0: up. I think we were at a particularly good show. I've probably gone about three times and that one I can't. was by far the best. It was the guy, I can't remember the composer's name, but it was his. he was first debuting this new yes. score yes. or whatever you call it with Yo-Yo With Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. It was amazing. That was the best one I've ever been to.
1: I tell you what, like pe- people can make fun of that type of music, like orchestral music and stuff, How? I don't know why that's, it's timeless. Why would
0: you? make yeah, No, it I know, sense. but
1: people do. People criticize that kind of stuff and say like, "Oh, that's boring. That's for old people." It's not. I tell you what, it's, it's not. not. When you
0: see it, it's not boring.
1: If you're sitting in the audience and you feel that music when when they're playing it, it's it's unbelievable it, and it's something you can't experience anywhere else. It
0: does literally like almost like transport you.
1: Yeah. It does. It's crazy. I was on the like the edge of my seat sitting up like a small child at a carnival. Yeah. I really was. I was so into it. I've always loved music. I've always been that way, but Amy, who is not as into music as I am, was the same way and she talks about that same show. It's just when you see a live orchestra, it it's incredible. The the uh, like just the skill involved with all of what they do and the timing and being all together and just the practice they put into it. And then getting the, like the raw music yeah. played in front of you is unbelievable. And you could see that on the faces of these people in um, this show. They were first seeing it. They felt it. They saw it. And it was, I, I loved it. Yeah. That's what drew me into this show. And that's why I wanted to
0: continue actually to Paul it. from uh, Paul, Paul's posters fame. He was telling me he went to Chicago Symphony Orchestra and saw John Williams. Um, oh, with do the his Star Wars stuff. Score. He did all of his movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did Star Wars, Superman, Jurassic Park. I would it. love that. Yeah, I would, I would go to that in a kill to go to that. I don't know if that ever happens again. I tried to get tickets. I remember when that happened, and uh, they were like sold out immediately.
1: Yeah. But, How did he get?
0: Uh, his wife got them for him for a present or something. I, I can't remember. Hmm.
1: That's but, awesome. So that was my show that I watched. What's your next one?
0: Um well, real quickly, I will mention I'm still still like deep in the Star Wars Rebels world. I'm on the last season now. I love it. How many seasons? There's 4, I think. How many episodes
1: a season? Like 20 No,
0: it's 400? No, not that many. Really? 12, 12 maybe. I don't know.
1: At the rate you were watching them, I would have figured you finished this a long time ago.
0: Uh, um, you know, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> I haven't been watching that much in general, so oh. that's probably why. Um, no, there's more there okay, sorry. There is like 20, I think.
1: episodes per season, season.
0: Yeah. yeah. The first season had 15, second season had 22, third had 22, fourth had 16, and I'm in the fourth now. Love it. Is it So Star Wars Rebels, where does the
1: fourth season leave off then?
0: Um, Or like,
1: where, where does it pick up? Where, what do you mean, where does it pick up? I, I, I haven't ever really watched it. So the first season, where does it pick up in the Star Wars time
0: frame? Um, sh- the whole thing takes place before A New Hope. Okay. So it's after the Clone Wars is lost. It's the formation of the Rebellion. So it would have been in that, like, Rogue One time frame.
1: Okay, so it is spanning the gap
0: between Clone Wars and Oh yeah, absolutely. Hope. Okay. Season 4 is the that beginning of like the Mandalorian war.
1: Season 4 is. Yeah. Oh, all right. So that 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 makes a lot more sense to me because I didn't know if there was overlap there or um between like Clone Wars and Rebels or between the movies and Rebels. I didn't know where I, it fell in place.
0: I think that maybe
1: I just, I don't honestly care for their animation. Okay,
0: yeah. So season four, the end of season four ends mm-hmm. at like the Battle of Endor. So like from Return of the Jedi. It does?
1: Yeah. Oh, so it goes through the movies then?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Season four ends.
0: At so the it end. starts like before the movies and goes through to the end of the movies. Huh? But it's it interesting. Quite a time gap. Like when there's it starts, there's a huge time. Gap Ezra there. is like a kid. And by the end of it, he's like more of like a, he's probably a older teenager. So hmm. it probably spans several years. And it, interesting. There's a lot more grand Admiral Thrawn. He's great in it. It's, yeah. it's such a good show. And it, for what it's worth, I think it's the direction that Star Wars is going. Um, now with Dave Filoni at the helm.
1: Does that, Dave Filoni, did, did he do Rebels? Oh, yeah. He,
0: he did? And Clone I didn't Wars. Know he, no,
1: I knew he did Clone and, Wars. And I Mandalorian
0: didn't know. with John Favreau. Yeah. So that's the direction. Actually, um, they change a lot in Rebels about what the Force is and like the whole world of Star Wars has kind of changed within that show. And um, they've talked about that. Now we know there's going to be spinoffs. Yep, of the Mandalorian that are directly related to Rebels, but there's things that happen within Rebels that I think is going to influence where the movies go from here on out. Really? Yeah, for sure. It's it's required watching. It really is. Just so much. Yeah. There's just so you much have to, to watch. watch Chris. Though. It's honestly, it's it's, it's so really much good. content.
1: It's, that's what. You, that's what stops me from watching this stuff is because there's just so much content so then what happens is and the reason i don't start to watch these things is i will only watch that and then we come and do this podcast and i only say this is what i've watched yeah it's just this one thing because there's not enough time in my days to watch that much stuff yeah well, you know, unless I watch individual shows or individual that's like, movies, something and stuff. you need to watch. Golly, it just feels like work.
0: Speaking of Star Wars, I and this I guess is a little bit of news. I was reading an article today that apparently George Lucas has expressed interests in making his sequel trilogy now, just on his own. No, they, he wants Disney to let him make what he wanted to make for the trilo- sequel trilogy.
1: That could be awesome.
0: And they're talking about this is... I wonder how they would do that. We Well, then. I think I mentioned this last week, but there are some rumors circulating that they're going to take the last three J.J. movies Yeah, and they're going to spin it as alternate universe. Like this happened in an alternate universe. Really? Yes. I didn't and know that. And there's pretext for it within Rebels for that to happen.
1: For it to be an alternate universe type? type. There's
0: new philosophies on the Force Uh, and what can happen within the Force that um, would give pretext to something like that being possible. Of course, the problem is you're never going to get back Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher's death. No, you're not. So that's fine. We don't need them back. We could leave that... That's the Star the Skywalker saga, but it it exists yeah, over here. They did it in Star War, in Star Trek, and nobody had a problem with it there.
1: But George Lucas's take is absolutely going to have those people involved.
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, I know we don't know at this point, but I mean, it, you can assume at this point he would have those characters involved. Listen, with his I, I don't trilogy. think it'll
0: happen, but I do think there's a world in which. They just kind of sh- shove those ones under the rug. Really? And just move on in a new direction from here on out.
1: I don't think they're going to touch anything with those.
0: No, I don't think again. any of those characters will be back. I think they're done.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're going to see any of that. Even if George Lucas is on board with something. It'll be something else. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be the Star Wars side. Apparently, George Lucas
0: has become much more involved in The Mandalorian as of late. He has? Yeah. Interesting. Like showing up on set, giving ideas. Dressing as characters. I mean, h- him and Dave Filoni are very close. Dave Filoni was handpicked by George Lucas. Yeah. Um, so it stands to reason. And Dave um, Filoni... Hey,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm George. <laughs> um, you ever thought about CGI? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What if we make the whole room the set?
1: Um. Yeah. What? If, what if we? Uh, have, have you ever thought about putting Job of the Hut in this scene? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, that's interesting. You need to watch Revel's There. Go on. Okay. What's your next one? Right, we'll do next. It. Next.
1: Do you want to talk about the movie or the TV show that I've watched? Um. TV show. Okay. We'll talk about the TV show. This is the one I texted you about last night that I got no
0: response from. Okay. I didn't see it. I must have been asleep. Oh, well, probably.
1: Um so it's somewhat embarrassing I feel like that I've been oh, watching this Oh, yeah, TV yeah, show. yeah,
0: yeah. I read that this morning.
1: I feel like it is designed I, I don't know why I feel embarrassed about it to be to per se. Um because the more I watch it, the more I think it's very funny. Um it's a show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. On Netflix. Yeah. It came out, there's four seasons. It came out, I think, 2015. I don't know if they had a 2020 season. I'm not sure the time frame on when this came out. I I do believe they referenced the year 2015 in the first season. Okay. I'm about six episodes in the first season. I think there's 10 episodes. There might be eight. I'm not, again, I'm not sure. I I haven't looked ahead to see how many episodes there are. I just know I'm six episodes in. The star and creator of the show is, her name's Rachel Bloom. Um she is like a Broadway actress. She's done a lot of singing and stuff on Broadway. And she created this show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So she is a It starts off her at this summer camp and she has a boyfriend at summer camp and she is completely in love with him.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've seen the And he breaks for this. He breaks up
1: with her um at the end of summer camp and they don't see each other again for 10 years. And she, she becomes this very like um, well off lawyer in New York. And she's the very first episode is like, you're going to be, um, they're bringing you on as junior partner for this huge law firm in New York where she was going to make 500,000 to $600,000 a year, you know, like because she's becoming partner and she was getting nervous when they, they like confronted her, a lady that works there and said, they're, they're going to make you partner today. Like it's happening today. She gets super nervous, runs out into the street just to like get, catch her breath. Um, And in this show, the reason it's caught my eye and the reason I started watching it is because it out of nowhere, they will break into song and she will sing and it'll be like a dance number and they'll sing and stuff And that shit gets me like I love that kind of stuff. And she usually breaks into song. Well, that happens. She runs into this guy that she dated uh, in the at the summer camp. She sees him walking down the street in New York, has a little bit of dialogue with him, finds out he's moving back to California. She goes back up into and then there's this butter ad that was talking about, like, follow love or like, what do you love or what is love? And she doesn't know. She has like some mental issues a little bit, like a little bit of depression and anxiety issues. Um, And she like declines the offer and decides, I'm just going to move to California. Throughout this whole process, she's completely denying the fact that she's just uprooting her entire life to chase this guy, even though he has a girlfriend. But that's absolutely what she's doing. And then it's just following her as she moves to California and she gets friends and there's a bunch of different things that happen. But um, it's kind of a soap opera-y okay. a little bit, it seems like to me. And it's not designed for me at, in the slightest. Like it's not a show I should be watching. Amy has criticized me terribly <laughs> for watching this show. She's always seen it on and she's like, what, what are you doing? I don't know. Amy, I don't know. I don't know why I'm watching this, but every once in a while they break out in song and some of them are like super inappropriate and make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all I can tell you is that there are some songs. There was one last night in episode five. I'm not even going to speak of it. I'm going to tell you about it after the show. Um, remind me. It was relatively uncomfortable <laughs> to hear this man sing this song. Um, but it's, it's very funny and it, it's been progressively getting better and I continue to watch it. And I don't know if I would suggest anybody to watch this show. I guess any female in the audience, I think would enjoy it to a point. Um, most males, most, not all, including me, cause I'm one that enjoy it. Most males probably won't enjoy this show. But I just have a weird side of me that I enjoy song dance. I think and it's dance. weird,
0: like this weird sexist world that you live in.
1: I'm just saying, like, the majority of men probably will not enjoy this show. The majority, not mm. all.
0: No, I kind of want to watch it.
1: There are some people that will enjoy it. I'll probably it. Like, like it. That's what I mean. Like Like me, I enjoy this show. But the majority of men, I would say, wouldn't. Okay. If you took a wide poll across the nation... The majority of men would probably say, hmm, not something I'd watch."
0: Okay. Well,
1: That's check all it out. that's all I'm saying. You can I would suggest you I think personally I, I check think it I out. I
0: think would probably. It's a CW show. I don't know about that. It is? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. It was a CW show, yeah. There's
1: no way. There's a lot of cursing and really off-putting stuff.
0: I could be wrong. It's there's I a, thought it was I'm a Netflix. I'm looking at an advertisement that says CW.
1: I thought it was strictly Netflix. It premiered
0: on 2015 on the CW. Hmm.
1: Well, then this is, it's rated TVMA.
0: Uh, Rachel Bloom, yeah.
1: Maybe the first couple episodes were. Throughout but.
0: its four-season run, the show consistent, consistently drew low ratings while receiving rave reviews from critics. It's one of the lowest-rated shows in television history to be renewed through four seasons <laughs> by its <laughs> current network.
1: I mean, it's not groundbreaking by any means. I just think
0: it's... Themes, mental illness, female sexuality, and the reproductive system, and parenting. Yep. Whew, that sounds like a real. That's what I'm
1: saying. Humdinger, right there. It's really strange that I would ever watch this, and I think it's
0: good. All right, I kind of want to check it out. I'll 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 check it out.
1: I can guarantee you, I'm going to go on record after I
0: finish Rebels. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm going to go on record right now. Episode eighty-three. Jerry says Chris comes back to an episode and says, What the fuck were you thinking <laughs> watching this show? Okay. Just saying. All I right. don't think it's going to be in your wheelhouse whatsoever.
0: All right. Well, you never know. But I'm a, it's wrapped I'm, a, me I'm a nuanced in, individual. And Jerry. guess what?
1: I'm going to continue to watch this show. I don't know if I'll make it through four seasons, but I'm definitely going to finish the first.
0: Um <laughs> hmm. All right, all right, my turn. So I watched a movie. I kind of watched, got into some movies, all right? Yeah, I got into one. Uh, we'll talk about that one last. I watched a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while. It's Adam Sandler is in a new movie um, that he got a lot of praise for. They talked about Oscars. I started it. Un- I, I the movie is understood. called Uncut Gems, and it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I want to know your take on this. It oh.
0: got a huge critical reception.
1: He was supposed to be supposed Oscar to be nominated, nominated for an Oscar. Yep.
0: Um, so I'm like, I've been wanting to check this out for a while, but I'd heard, you know, me too, that he plays a bad guy and that it's like kind of a a movie where there's not like a lot of redeeming characters. Yeah. So I've just not been in the mood to watch something like I that. I can understand that, you know. But anyway, so I had some times. So
1: I honestly just saw how long it was, and I was like, I don't have that time to watch yeah. that right now.
0: But I checked it out. Um, Interesting movie. I will say that. It was not what I expected it was at all. Really? Um, So right now it's got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes for critic score and a 52% for audience score. Wow. Which is a wide disparity. And I will tell you what, I completely understand that. Um, Critically, like a lot of the performances and the the filmmaking is... Different than what you see for the most part. So
1: different than what you would normally see. Normally mean, like see. In, so in, like novel.
0: It was yeah. fairly novel. Okay. So I could see that as being interesting to people. Adam Sandler was extremely good in it. Like his performance as an actor, yeah. I thought was really good. One of his best ever. That being said, he is not a likable character right. at all. Right. And you don't, and by the way, I guess some spoilers. I don't want to spoil it too much because I think Jerry might. I'm going to finish it. it yeah. Um, there aren't any likable characters in it, really, any to speak of. So um, that's the one thing I will say about it. It is a very exciting movie from the point of view of it's nonstop and you are always kind of on the edge of your seat
1: like wondering what's coming next.
0: It's just a very fast paced movie. All right.
1: Is it really? Yes. I didn't get that from the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite at the very beginning, but it becomes very quickly a pretty fast paced movie um, and almost like manic. Oh, okay. I would, I would describe it as manic,
1: which makes sense because that's kind of how his character is. And that's in the beginning the, is how manic. it's
0: filmed, the style. It's, it's kind of really, first of all, It's got a really interesting soundtrack that I don't know that I liked, but I thought it was like set in the 80s, but it's not. No, It's It's set in current times. Yeah, I don't think it is. um, Or relatively current times, but it's got like a weird 80s soundtrack and like look to it, which is interesting. I think the whole world of like this jewelry world area that they're in in New York City is interesting. I'm sure it's... I think it's, like,
1: real. I'm sure it's (laughs) real. I'm sure it's
0: real. And it's very interesting. But basically, you're following Adam Sandler's character, who is a a jeweler who owns a high-end jewelry boutique, but he's, like, a degenerate gambler. Yes. Um, And he owes money all over town, and he's being chased constantly by people that he owes money to. So in that respect, um, there is at no point in the movie where you feel at any sort of ease. It is a high-anxiety movie. To the point where like I'm I'm already a very under a lot of stress right now and anxiety in my life. And like I feel like it was a detriment to my life to watch this movie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like there is it's just undue anxiety that I didn't need in my life. Wow. And you feel it. Like if that was their goal in this movie, which I assume that it was, to elicit an emotional response to a movie. The emotional like they, response they were is anxiety. Okay, <laughs> it's an anxiety-inducing movie. It is. Like, that's why I say like you're on the edge of your seat, but not necessarily in a good way. It's just like, it's what shoe's going to drop next? Like, how is he going to get from here to there? You know what I mean?
1: I, so he, my thing is like uh, a movie like that gets me angry rather than. This movie, anxious. like could, it, it could, doesn't make me anxious. It would be like, come
0: on. This movie could make you angry, but most likely it'll make you anxious and you possibly so? a little bit angry. It'll make you angry at the end that you watched it.
1: I just look Oh, really?
0: <laughs> um, you know, I just I didn't like it. I didn't like this movie very much. There's no likable characters. I don't like feeling anxious and anxiety ridden for a movie. It didn't. I don't find that entertaining. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of redeeming story here. There is a, sh- a, a twist ending, which I'm glad they did. And it really, <laughs> it builds you up to this certain thing point that's going to happen, and then the whole thing is changed at the end. Okay. In a, in a weirdly satisfying yet unsatisfying way. All right. So it's interesting in that respect. Yeah, I like that Another, idea. A it's no- like a, Another annoying thing, though, is... It's like
1: is- an sh- M. Night Shyamalan twist. Oh. yeah
0: kind of um another annoying thing is the dialogue it's nonstop. just everybody is constantly talking over each other like there will be that four be people really talking annoying. all the time all over each other and like i i swear to god there's nowhere to follow there is no point in this movie where people stop talking wow it's like filmed in that way that's almost like it's supposed to be like
1: overwhelming
0: Yes, it is supposed to be overwhelming, but also like it's supposed to be like the camera is just a fly on the wall that's catching. Sure, you know, real conversation. Uh, it's yeah, I get it. It's it's a bit much. Um I can't, in any but, good conscience, you know, recommend anybody to watch it. Really, it, it has you
1: won't w- recommend anyone to watch this. No, it has okay.
0: it has some it, it has some interesting things, and it has some redeeming features, and it has some good performances, and it has some novel things, but it is not an enjoyable way to spend 2 hours of your life.
1: That sounds terrible
0: to yeah. be honest, like it sounds Am I glad I watched it? Yeah, I guess. But um you know, I don't know. The ending is if anything just for the ending which is interesting. And there's some interesting things that happen in the movie, but it was just all a little a little much for me. I I don't I don't I, I guess I can see the critics score being high. I, I can't imagine an Oscar it being Oscar nominated, though. So, anyway, that that was my take on the movie. I think you should still finish it.
1: Yeah, I'm. Go- I, I plan on it. Um, this was made by the Safdie brothers.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know anything about them.
1: I, I don't either. But I, I've heard so many people acclaimed talk filmmakers. Yeah, I know acclaimed, but then if you look at feature film titles, there's the pleasure of being robbed. Never in heard of 2008. It. Uh, Daddy Long Legs, 2009.
0: I've heard of that. I've not seen it.
1: Lenny Cook, Heaven Knows What, 2014. Good Time, 2017. And Uncut Gems, 2019.
0: Yeah, so not like a ton.
1: Um, Good Time. I feel like I know this one. American Crime th- Thriller Film, John and Benny Safty. Um, Robert Pattinson is it is in it as a bank robber desperately trying to get enough money to pay the bail.
0: Well, There's, I'm gonna tell you, after seeing this movie, i I probably don't need to see any of their other movies. It's just not it's not my thing.
1: Apparently, they've been really good, but I don't thing. know any of their stuff. So yeah, it didn't seem like it was going to be my thing. I stopped it because uh, my kids were around.
0: Yeah, I well, started it's watching not it. Kid friendly.
1: Yeah, I started watching it without the kids around, and then they happened to arrive, and I had to shut it off. And I haven't went back to it, and it hasn't been something that I was like, man, I need to turn that back on.
0: You know, so. it kept my attention. I'm not saying it didn't keep my attention. I wasn't bored. I just didn't need it in my life. <laughs> you're right.
1: Just didn't need that undue anxiety.
0: Um, I get it. So if you're into, like, anxiety, fast-paced, like, I don't want to say thriller because it's not a thriller, but it's like uh, You don't think it is, huh? It's definitely not a thriller. I wouldn't call it that. I am Just know.
1: following a man in his miserable ass life? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which I'm like trying I don't, to get out of. I don't deck.
0: have a precedent for not enjoying that. Like, I love the movie American Splendor.
1: Oh, yeah. Which is That's a, a good following
0: movie. Following a man in his miserable life. Yeah. Or Sideways. Same thing. I like those types of movies. Yeah. Um, this is not that, that. This is, it's like a thriller without action. Okay, it's like a thriller in a thriller anxiety. I don't know how another way to say it. Yeah,
1: I I wouldn't call it a thriller though.
0: The way it's about a guy who owes money all over the place that's just trying to keep balls in the air and make one deal so he can make the the last deal pay off.
1: So you know what I felt about it's um, like a it's like the pawn
0: shops. It's like a real life pawn shop movie.
1: I felt that about um, Ozark. It's
0: it is it's similar to Ozark, and
1: that's why I didn't
0: care for Ozark. To be honest, like I get chastised for that it's because just everybody like that.
1: Everybody loves Ozark. I do but like
0: I, Ozark. Ozark's got more better story and actual drama. This and the but,
1: characters are a little bit more likable in yes, that show, and this, I can understand this
0: that. this gives you a lot of the same type of feel. If you like Ozark. You might like this movie.
1: So I I don't necessarily care for the first season that I watched only because it's it felt like there was no possible way out of this.
0: Well, that's what this movie feels like all the time.
1: And so I can assume I can assume,
0: but you're always I won't care for it. No, but see, not necessarily because in this movie it's an assumption. You're on you're with him on his journey to make it pay off at the end.
1: Well, I know that, but you're also thinking that of Ozark, like you're thinking you're on this journey to where he's going to successfully get out of whatever he's getting out of or, right. you know, whatever, like uh, on every movie you watch, you have that hope of the main character is getting out of this problem. Like you, the problem arises, you get, you, you work through that problem and at the end they solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah good bad or indifferent they end up solving the problem and that's the ending and the ending is what people say like i either liked it or didn't like it and that's what they judge the movie on but these shows are a a ride that looks to be a complete dead end to where it's like there's no way out
0: of it not 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 built it up that's not what this is that's this, what,
1: how I felt about Ozark, yeah. is that it? you build everything up to a point, and then they continue that ride to nowhere. Yeah. It's like, there's no way possible you're out of this. You've put yourself in a position where you cannot rise above it.
0: Well, first of all, there, you haven't watched season two of Ozark. I know, I haven't. Because that's I haven't. not the case in season two of Ozark. I
1: completely agree. I'm just saying that's after watching a few episodes, that's what I assume. It's just an assumption. It's just my opinion of what I've seen. And that's why I fell out of it. It's just because it was something that was undesirable of me to watch a guy suffer.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it isn't necessarily that you're watching Adam Sandler's character suffer. It's that you're (laughs) on the journey with him to suffer, try and um, make the big score. And he's got to... Gambling-wise. Gambling-wise. And he's got to pay these pipers along the way.
1: Which seems so ridiculous to me when you have this high-end jewelry boutique to where you could be making
0: tons of money. Well, but everything's leveraged on this one deal for this gem. Yeah, for the uncut, uh, this uncut gem. Yeah. that's what the movie's about. Is this jet ge- and this gem, as you'll see, has that he just
1: c- randomly takes Kevin or l- lets Kevin Garnett take right off the it, yeah. right off the bat. It's like, "Oh, this thing is like so precious; it's worth so much money. You want to take it? Okay, go ahead and take it." I mean, he makes poor that's decisions so
0: dumb all the time throughout this show. I, so anyway, and that's that's another part that annoys me. It's like watching somebody make poor decisions over and over again.
1: Right, but put yourself in this situation. You
0: anyway, know, what if
1: you were Adam Sandler?
0: Maybe it's garnered enough uh, enough talk that maybe it is worth watching. You should definitely finish it because I want to get your take of what the ending is like. Okay, and it's it's two hours. It it was a long two hours. Don't get me wrong. But is it, that
1: all it is? I thought it was like two and a half.
0: I don't know, but it's Anything- just a movie. It's not like tying into a season of. Volta yeah, movie, yeah, so. I got you. Yep. All right. Um. Let's move on to the last one, which yeah. is the same for both of us, right? Yes. All right, so oh, man. I had an afternoon, uh, and I'm just like delight. Afternoon delight. No, I just had an afternoon off, and <laughs> this weekend, and I'm, I just wanted something stupid to watch. Yep, that I didn't have to think about. I just wanted something to play in the background, really. Sure. And I had seen the ad on Netflix, which in the time now, I guess it's the number one thing on Netflix. It is um, for the this new Will Ferrell movie. Um, called Eurovision. Eurovision Song Contest.
1: No, Eurovision. Uh, the f- uh, something Fire Saga.
0: Oh yeah, I think it's called Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga.
1: Yes, so that's their band name. Yeah, uh, Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell.
0: So I saw this and I'm like, okay, this looks terrible. I'm just gonna turn yep. it on. I'm I'm a fan of Will Ferrell movies. Um. Some some welfare movies and other ones. I'm just like, meh. Yep. And, and this one just looked pretty meh to me. Yeah. It looked I, like I, a ridiculous Looked like an SNL skit.
1: Yeah. We we talked about it at your house and I had said the same thing. I saw the trailer for it that Netflix plays. Like it, it, if you are on the movie, it just automatically starts playing a trailer. And I was like, this looks pretty ridiculous. Yep. Like something that I really I, don't know if I wanted to
0: watch. I don't think I ever would have watched it. And if I didn't wasn't in that situation where I just was looking for something dumb.
1: I wouldn't have watched it had I not heard you talk about it.
0: So I flip on this movie, and I'm watching it. And shortly into this movie, I'm talking shortly in, I find myself getting immensely sucked into this movie. Yes. And as it goes on, I find myself becoming very invested in these characters and this movie. And So that's what I wanted to bring up. Boy, howdy, I'm going to tell you. This movie is fantastic.
1: So the story itself is pretty shallow.
0: And we're going to do spoilers here because uh, me and Jerry have both watched it. Spoilers. If you haven't seen Eurovision Song Contest on Netflix, uh, The Story of Fire Saga, I highly recommend that you watch it.
1: I do as well. but But also understand, it is a slapstick comedy. In part. In part. But there are parts of this movie that are Rid, kind of ridiculous, right?
0: There, it is. It is a weird. There's that, part. This is my only problem with the movie: is they did a weird thing where they couldn't decide whether they wanted to make a serious romantic comedy or a slapstick comedy. Correct. So they kind of they
1: melded the melded two. them
0: together in a way that doesn't necessarily work perfectly. I agree. But it's it's easy enough to overlook.
1: But and there there are parts of it that aggravated me.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: To where I was like, come on, like just you didn't need to do that part of it. But that doesn't take away from the overall aspect of this movie. To where I, the character development, like and the way they make you fall in love with these two people and in everybody around them,
0: even everybody's likable in this everybody
1: movie. Everybody around these two, even characters, the you start quote unquote so
0: called villain,
1: wasn't even really a villain, and you end up look, end liking
0: him at the end, and you feel bad for him in a certain way, and then you because
1: feel- he so. Yes. Uh, Again, spoilers. This is all spoiler ridden from this point on. If you if you want to go watch it and not have it spoiled, stop listening because I'm going to spoil the shit out of it right now. Yeah. So this villain guy, that it looks like he's trying to intercept the the couple, which he does do in a way. He's only like he's struggling so much with his inner self and like being Russian. He's, he's from Russia, and there are no gay people in Russia, right?
0: It's like, a pretty funny scene, you actually. Can't,
1: you can't be gay in Russia. Um, but he clearly is. Yeah. Like, he's clearly gay, and he's struggling with that, and he can't be open about it. So he tries to find other outlets for that, for that. And I, I don't know. Like, he's a relatively likable guy at the end of the movie. Like I,
0: yeah. And you fall in love with the Greek, uh, the Greek singer. Yes. She, uh, what was her name? I can't remember, but well, let's go back to the beginning. The point of this movie, it's a, it's a, it's a small town in Iceland. And,
1: and before that Eurovision is an actual contest yeah, in Europe. This is based on a real countries.
0: contest and also was made with the cooperation of Eurovision. Yes. So they wanted this movie made, um, and, and
1: I and if you read the comment or read the reviews um, on IMDb, especially because I, I I follow IMDb, I like a lot of those reviews because people are like I think it's better than Rotten Tomatoes. I agree. So if you go on IMDb and look at the comments, there are people from all different countries commenting on this that are saying like what a great representation of eurovision what like we've been waiting for a show a, a movie about this we've been waiting for something to represent this show yeah and they and they all say this did it yeah which blows my mind and it,
0: the show is it's it's camp on purpose right sure. eurovision yeah. is like campy bands from different countries it's fun it's just a fun ridiculous thing the that cool, they do in europe
1: and the cool part about this is that each country takes uh a band or a contestant and they have their own little competition and they select one winner for their country and put them in Eurovision. So each country is representing these people.
0: Yeah. And it's not necessarily the most talented artists from that country. No, you know, it's, it's the
1: people that they've elected basically. Yeah. And to some be of it's
0: it. just because they're outrageous. Yes. Some of it's because they're funny. Some of it's because they're talented, you know, whatever, you know, I'm sure, the Rolling Stones weren't in Eurovision for, you know what I mean? Correct. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't, it's not like that. It's, it's all camp. It's like fun.
1: Yeah. It's, it's for entertainment. Yeah. It's so completely entertainment. Perfect. This
0: has Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, which I thought it was odd that she was in this movie in the first place, but it isn't really. Cause she was in like pitch perfect, right? No. Wasn't she in pitch perfect? Nope. Well, anyway, she's a phenomenal singer. She was in the notebook. Really singing. <laughs> um, you're right, she wasn't in that. Anyway, Will Farrell and Rachel McAdams, in, they're Icelandic. They're from the small town, and their dream is to be musicians in Eurovision. And so it just basically goes from them being complete obscurity and then like randomly winning, winning, winning the Icelandic um, thing through a horrible mishap.
1: Yes, a horrible explosion of a boat
0: <laughs> that killed all the performers. And then they get into Eurovision, and then they're supposed to fail miserably. And it's just like their rise from losers essentially
1: and being completely laughed at the entire time and being told from point like from from the starting point all the way to the end they're basically told you guys are terrible you're not going to win yeah and they just continue on you know because they are so passionate about what they're doing yeah the first song that they sing right in the beginning, that Volcanic Man, it's I great. <laughs> love that song.
0: All the music. I mean, that's what makes this movie, right? It's the music. And the, I yeah. love a musical. Like, yeah, yeah first ding of all, dong. I'm a huge fan of musicals. And they nail it with this one. Like, all the music is fun and interesting. And I, I enjoy all of it. A lot of it's really funny. Um, there's a lot of really good humor in this movie, way more than I thought there would be. I thought it'd be a lot dumber than it was. Yep. And it ends up being pretty funny. Like, I laughed out loud significantly several times during this movie. I did as well. And But really, what wins it is the heart and the emotion and the music.
1: Here's, here's what makes this movie different, in, in my opinion, is that it doesn't center itself around Will Ferrell's character, really. I mean, Will Ferrell's char- character takes center stage because he wants to be the winner of Eurovision. That's all of his dream. But Rachel McAdams' character is the one that it's really centered around. And she has a really big struggle because all of her opinions have never been listened to. She doesn't really get a voice in that group per se. Um, But it centers around her struggle between being in that group, doing your own thing, and just... Like her well, and being incredible in love, with him, love for Will Ferrell's character. Like she is completely in love with him and he's pushed her away the entire time yeah, he's only because of Eurovision.
0: Self-centered and selfish. Yes. And that's what ultimately the struggle of the movie is, is him dealing with his um, selfishness and her dealing with her non-ability uh, to go out and, push her agenda. Right.
1: So that's what I love about it is that it does, you do see, you see her character go through all of these different things, like trying to put her opinion out there and say like, well, I think we should do this, but all of it is pushed down from Will Ferrell's character. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. It, it doesn't make him look like a it bad doesn't. guy. Yeah.
0: You, he's still likable.
1: He's still very likable. And and the whole movie's likable, but then you see it start to shift you know, through, through the, whatever happens in the movie. Um, and then I, I'm going to just skip to the end because the whole ending part of this movie is what made it for me. Yeah. For like sure. that ending of the movie and the ending song and what they choose to do. I absolutely love. I, and I, that's where I was yeah. like, gosh, dang it. This is such a good movie. It's a
0: tearjerker. Yeah. It really is. And it just has everything that I enjoy to watch in a movie. Like it had a lot of buildup and a lot of excitement, a lot of great music it had um, a lot of heart and it had a lot of comedy.
1: And it ends the way it should. Yes. It ends the way, not necessarily the way you want it to in the beginning, but then when it comes to full circle to the end, you're like, yep, that was right. Like the, they did this the right way. They start out small. They get, somewhat big because of the show and then they end small what i didn't and i like that
0: yeah i agree and what i didn't see coming and didn't quite follow was the the whole murder plot
1: <laughs> that came out of nowhere
0: yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't i must have missed that early on
1: it's because of the elves
0: yeah the elves i thought that was funny actually I thought that was a good touch but i didn't catch what was going on there and it i feel like a little bit detracted didn't really though because it kind of goes off the comedic angle of the movie.
1: It does, and there's there's this part where the elves murder a guy, and it's so funny because uh, they throw this little, little miniature knife in this guy's back, and the guy dies. And then Will Ferrell's like, he, he's like, "Thank you. I'm just gonna I'm
0: just going to set this here now."
1: He's like, "I'm just going to put your knife down right here. You can have it back if you want for murder purposes." It's so funny. He's funny in it. He's very good. And his Will Farrell's wife is Swedish. Oh, and really? And they go to Sweden every single year in the summer. They spend the entire summer in Sweden. I found this out because I get in a rabbit hole of things and started looking into it. And yeah, they spend the whole year in Sweden. He spent a lot of time in, in Iceland and in that area of the world. Uh, so he's relatively familiar with it. And he told a story in an interview where... When he goes to Sweden, like Swedish people are very kept to themselves and they don't um, when they when they meet or they see famous people, they don't interact with you. They're just like, OK, oh, well, you're there. All right. I'm going to I see you and keep going. And he said that when you're in Sweden, he's like, I can pick out an American a mile away. He's said like, because they're so loud and apparent. He's like, I was on a boat going across this lake he said, and I immediately saw these Americans. And he's like, I heard them speaking over everyone else. And they're like, who's that? Is that Will? Yeah, that's Will Farrell. He's like, and the dad of this group said, I'm going to go check it out. He's like, so he starts walking across the boat to him. He's like, and the way I get around this is that he's like, I know very minimal words in, Sweden, in Swedish. He's like, so I immediately look at my wife and just start talking random words. He's like, they make absolutely no sense. He's like, but she knows what I'm doing. He's like, and I just start speaking random Swedish words. He's like, and this guy came over and started walking circles around me. And he's like, as I'm just throwing out these Swedish words, he's like, the guy looks at me. And then he looks over his family and he does this. No, not him. Not It's not him. And then he walks away. He's like, it works every single time. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a really good movie that everybody should watch. I really enjoyed it. I was really surprised. And maybe it's because I was expecting so little.
1: So don't take this as it's some groundbreaking film. No, no, no. And there are still parts of this movie that are will be... To me, they were a little bit frustrating because I did want it to be... Once I realized how good it was, I wanted those parts to go away.
0: I agree. I felt like with a little tweaking... Like, this could have been a really big movie. Like, and I almost felt like, originally, I'm like, oh, this was clearly a movie that they meant for the theaters, but it never would have made any money, so they put it on Netflix. Right. But I don't think that's the case, by the way. I think it was a Netflix-produced movie. But um, you do get that feeling that it's like a kind of like a B movie. Yeah. But it's, it's fine.
1: It, it is fine. It's fine. And I, what I wish they would have done, my only thing that I wish they would have done is take that Volcanic Man song. That they did in the beginning, and they just, they like overproduced it in the beginning, you know, as uh, them just practicing a song. Yeah. I wish they would have brought that back at the end. Oh, yeah. To where they would have actually been able to fulfill that song and play it on stage. I like what they did at the end, but I wish at some point they could have worked that back into. The song
0: at the end is so great.
1: It is. I don't want them to take that song away. I just wish they could have played that song on stage,
0: like at one of the stages in the competition. Yes. Yeah.
1: I wish they could have replayed that because in the beginning they just, man, they nailed it with that song. I really love it.
0: It's also a little unbelievable. Um, it's it's a little. Well, it's a lot. Unbelievable. No. I, yes, for sure. But the, they make they like push the agenda too much that they're like terrible when right. they're clearly not.
1: They really aren't. You know, she's she sings better than m- the majority of the competition. I think
0: right, and even he's not a bad singer, but he's also playing stuff and he wrote the songs. Like in their town, I mean, like the people in that town are like they, they they're pushing this whole narrative that they're terrible, and the whole time you're like they're not terrible. Why does everybody keep saying that they're so terrible? Yes, like they're playing in the local bar, everybody's having a great time. Everybody sound loves great. them. Yeah, like but you make want us to believe that. Everybody thinks they're these horrible losers. It doesn't make any sense. It, so that's the one disconnect there. I I love the little things like Pierce Brosnan yes. as his dad, uh, Graham Norton as the commentator. Yep.
1: He does perfect.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I, there was no unlikable. And again, it's just a good, positive way to spend some time.
1: I agree. Especially like if you want. Somewhat mindless TV, yeah. you know it. It is somewhat mindless. You don't have to think about it. It definitely doesn't produce any anxiety. No, that's why I like <laughs> it. I think, I think I it's need. like a relief to watch this movie, and it actually turned out to be something that is better than what you expected. Yeah, that we may have just ruined that for you. <laughs> yeah. but that was your fault for continuing on. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying, don't be afraid of it because it looks like some dumb, you know, Will Ferrell comedy.
1: Amy is still like against watching it. She thinks it's going to be the dumbest Marley hates Will Ferrell.
0: Really? She hates Will Ferrell. Um, so she won't watch any of his movies. That's why I started watching it without her. And then about halfway through she walked in and she was just on her phone. She doesn't usually pay attention to anything that's on the TV. She's yeah. just on her phone. And then I noticed her like watching it. And I'm like, I got her.
1: So I honestly want to watch this again. Yeah. Especially I, after talking about it.
0: I would watch it again.
1: I want to watch it again because I, I enjoyed it that much to where it is... I think it's a very rewatchable, and I want to watch it with Amy and just get her take on it. I don't think she'll be as excited about it as I was, but I don't think she'll hate it at all. And that, that's all I'm looking for. Uh, uh,
0: here's the only thing I could say is it was the middle of the day. We had some, well, you guys were coming over yeah, um, and some other kids for Cash's birthday. And I had like a window of time to watch this, and I had to pause it with like 20 minutes left and come back here to get some stuff for... I don't remember. So I'm on my way back home, and Marley says, and I'm almost home. Marley's like, can you run to your parents and grab something? I was like, I don't have enough time. Like, I need to finish this movie before <laughs> these people get to the house. I told her that. I'm like, yeah. I have to finish watching this movie. Like, I'm invested in it now. I've got 20 minutes left in this movie, and i got 20 minutes till people show up at the house. Yeah. I can't take a five-minute detour. Did you finish it right before I got there? Yeah, like right before. Um so that's how invested I got in this movie. And like, I just found myself at many times just looking at just smiling. Yes. And just laughing. I, I just.
1: Isn't that great? That's what you great. want.
0: It's been a long time. I feel like I felt like that after watching something. Everything is so heavy now. I know. It is. And I don't know. I, I just really. It's a good
1: it. break from all of the heaviness. And so you told me about it. And then. I just I
0: even f- mean like entertainment. Entertainment oh, get is it. heavy. Stories yeah. that we get now are very invested, in, invested in high stakes. Everything's high stakes.
1: And this was high stakes for them. <laughs> yeah. But not for the watcher.
0: Yeah. So
1: I don't know. I highly recommend it. You, you sold me on it when you, when you told me about it at, at your house. And I was like, man, I guess I have to really watch this now. Yeah, And I started it uh, that night when I got home. And I finished it the next morning. Uh, and I was just so pleased. Yeah. I was so pleased with what I saw.
0: So I think that's it. That's all we got for this week. We are wrapped. That's it. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya.